This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It is 11 minutes now before 5 o'clock in conversation next with Michael Rousseau, Senior Investment Consultant at 10X Investment. As we conclude our discussion on living annuity, we'd like to remind you that over the past couple of weeks, the discussion have explained the basics of living annuities. If you can amend or move living annuity once you have one and the fees that are involved. So today's interview will be a recap on some of those key points and also a reminder about living annuity. Michael, good afternoon and welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, Aldrin. Pleasure to be here. Thanks a lot. And let's revisit some of those key points. Looking at, for at, for, at, at, at for instance, the benefits of a living annuity versus the alternatives that are there. Yeah, so the crux of the benefits of a living annuity comes down to, uh, relative to a guaranteed life annuity, I would say it would be the ownership of the your capital. So there's legacy when it comes, if you were to pass away, that capital will be handed over to your beneficiaries. Uh, as well as the income with the living annuity, because you can select between two and a half and seventeen and a half percent per annum, and as well as the frequency, it gives you the flexibility to dictate your income compared to a guaranteed life annuity where it's fixed. Um, and then the, there's also a state duty benefit. So if you were to pass away the living annuity capital that gets handed to your beneficiaries, stays out of your estate. You won't incur 20% estate duty tax or 40% abroad um, compared this to, let's say, a share portfolio or a unit trust where it would uh, form part of your estate. And then uh, the growth inside of a living annuity is uh, tax-free growth, whereas growth in terms of the share portfolio and unit trust, um, fixed deposits, tax-free savings accounts, they actually are all taxable. So those would be the main benefits. Yeah, and also some of those key questions, for instance, how an individual can get the best out of the living annuity, what is what it is that they should be looking out for, and what sort of questions they should be asking. Uh, yeah, so the questions sort of originate from uh, what you what an individual can do to get the best out of their living annuity. Um, the first and foremost one, which has the largest impact, is asset allocation. When I say asset allocation, I mean how much is invested in cash, in bonds, in property, and in shares. The the variation of that is going to have quite an impact on what returns you, you're going to receive. So the question you would want to ask is, um, given that asset allocation, what is the probability um, or the probable growth that I'm going to get from that asset allocation? And is that enough to cover inflation, drawdown, and costs? The second point I would say is um, how are your funds being managed? Uh, are you taking an active approach, passively managing using indexes or a blend? And the question you would want to ask um, from that is what is the probability of taking on that approach in achieving the returns that I'm looking for? And then the final point I would say is the EAC, effective annual cost. So again, that's asking what is my total fee, but using investment jargon terms, EAC, effective annual cost. Um, is the question that you want to ask from that is, is my investment cost effective or am I giving away returns needlessly? And then there is the, some of the factors that are within my control to ensure that my money lasts in retirement. So yeah, this is just to repeat um, a bit more succinctly, but the, the main factors is, Asset allocation, so cash, bonds, property, um, shares, 
that's going to have a profound impact on the returns that you receive, the way it's managed. So uh, active versus passive, blended approach, that's going to dictate the probability of you achieving those returns. Uh, decreasing costs, so um, finding out what your costs are by asking for EAC, effective annual cost, and uh, making sure that you're not um, paying high fees. And then the last and final lever that you can pull would be your drawdown. Uh, the reason why I suppose that would be the last one is because um, uh, we all know what we need as a minimum to live. And often that's sometimes the last point that we can actually you know, pull the squeeze on. Yeah. Michael, because this is our final show as well on, on living annuity, what else is it that you'd like to mention and perhaps even rehash? Uh, we've actually covered quite a lot, I'd say 95% of it. So if you've been listening, you know now probably 95% of what you need to know. The other 5% comes from you know, uh, the service level of the company, doing your research there, how safe is my funds with this, cap- with this company. Uh, so, so the majority of the, the things that we've discussed has been obviously covered. But um, if you are unsure or if you want to ask more high-level questions, you're more than welcome to visit the 10X website and click the Contact Me button. You're pretty much going to have the same conversation that uh, Aldrin and myself have had here today. Thank you so much, um, Michael Rousseau, for all of that information. And of course, if you've missed any of our conversations on living annuity, you can go on to the SAFM website. Just look at the podcast. This is now the SAFM Beyond the Headline podcast, and you can get some of those podcasts. They're the conversations that we had with uh, Michael Rousseau over the past four weeks now. Michael Rousseau is a senior investment consultant at uh, 10X Investment.